From the Shepherd House International in Georgetown, Guyana, Bishop Victor Connors Asabre, anointed by God, will inspire you with rare and down-to-earth but provoking teachings from the Word of God to love the Lord deeply and to devote yourself to His work. Discover how God can change your life and ministry forever. Now, here is Bishop Collins. Father, tonight, yes, we're in your presence. Speak to our hearts, affect our lives. Let us not leave your presence the same as we came. In Jesus' name, and somebody said, Amen. Hallelujah, you may be seated. Slade, I didn't see you before I came, huh? You got to report when you come, so I know that you're around. Huh? I have a job for you. You get it? You got a special... I like how you slippers and your pants matching, man. Yeah. You're not easy, you're not easy. Your phone and your, your black thing, the white is also matching. God bless you. How was school today? It's good? How's the test? Nah, nah, nah. Hard. Don't worry. It's easy in Jesus' name. Wonderful. God bless you. All right. We're looking at duties and responsibilities. Duties and responsibilities. It's important to spell out duties. It is important to spell out responsibilities because many people don't know their responsibilities. Many people don't know their duties. True or false? You can, you know, um, you can love something, you can love a role, but you may not have all the information needed and necessary to play such a role and be in such a function. And so it's very important to always learn and, and, and open your mind to new things. Are you with me tonight? So we're looking at duties and responsibilities. And one of the things that you always have to ask yourself is, is there something I can learn? Is there something I don't know? Is there something I don't know? I think if you operate like that, you'll be a very uh, um, successful Christian. What do you think? Instead of thinking that you know everything, many people go around thinking they know everything. They hardly receive input. They'll fight with you. They'll argue with you. They'll talk back and all of that. It, it, is, it is a sign of ignorance because you don't know everything. I say you don't know everything. So the attitude as a Christian is, oh, eh, really? Okay. So what is there? Okay, like that. You, you must always, and you get better as you get to know more things. Because even the Bible says that knowledge puffs up. Even getting to know a lot, it makes you proud. Are you with me? The scripture says knowledge, it puffs up. If you know a lot, it makes you proud. Because it makes you feel like you are better than people. When you, when you think you know a lot, it makes you feel like you are better than people. And it makes you puffs up. You get it? So in, in, in life, whatever role you're playing, or whatever responsibility, whatever function God has put you into, you have to learn about your duties and your responsibilities. Are you with me? Is it Christmas? It's Christmas already. Who is that? I remember one day 
um, I was in my office at Hebron, and then um, I think somebody came around from NIS. And then the person said, they want to find out whether the church has employees. So I said, ah, I've never experienced something like that before. I said, no, there's no employee here. The church doesn't have any, has not employed anybody. He said, oh, okay, all right. He's from the NIS, he's an inspector. I said, okay, all right, good. So then there was a brother in church who also works at NIS. So I asked him that somebody came here, he sees that he's from NIS. He's an inspector, he was looking for uh, 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 information whether the church has employed people or not. So I got that information because me, I thought that Charlie would be around and we are just happy. And so there was a brother in the church who explained things to me and said, oh no, uh, Reverend, you have to pay NIS. I said, oh, okay, I didn't know you have to pay NIS. <laughs> Until I get my salary, I blow it, and that's what it is. Me and nobody got nothing for do. Because me, I don't understand NIS. It's like insurance. I was talking to Pascal. I said, why should I insure my something? When are they going to give me back the money? Never. <laughs> it's like you're you you putting money aside for problems. But we are praying that the Lord should preserve us and protect us. Amen. And so sometimes all these things can be, but I, I didn't know. I didn't know. I didn't know about that aspect of, 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 of the country and employment in the church and all of that. So I had to be informed about it. And we have to quickly put things in place to make sure that next time when an inspector comes, you know, we will not be in trouble. So you don't know everything. And you can't know everything. So whenever you have a role to play, you have to ask a lot of questions. I've been saying this a lot in the church. Ask questions. Ask questions. Ask questions. Because you, you have, since you were born, your mother didn't teach you how to, how to be a praise and worship leader. You didn't go to school. Shall we, which school did you go to? I don't think I know. No, there's normal school. St. Pius. Oh, you went to school better for acting. That's where you grew up. Okay. There's a secondary school there or something. Yeah, some home school or something. Good school. Something, something. Okay. I don't think I, I, I've ever asked you that question before. Normally I ask certain, certain, certain questions. I know Prince went to South Manville. <laughs> uh, I know some people the school they went to. So if you don't know the school you went to, I'll, I'll ask you. I know Gege went to back school. You went to back school? You went to back school? Oh, really? I just guessed. Okay, all right. Nice. Yeah, man. Chantel also went to back school. She's a Bible club president, back school. Even Ia went to back school. Isn't it? Bible club president. You handed over to her or. But you were a Bible club president at the point. And she also was a Bible club president. Oh? Chantel, yeah, yeah. So that's about school girls association right there. All the three, from here straight down. Look, nice back school girls. <laughs> Beautiful. Yeah. All right. Hallelujah. So in, even in Christianity, there are responsibilities, there are duties. You get it? We become, an we become an employee of a company. There are responsibilities, there are duties. Sometimes people like to enjoy things, but not. Um, if it was funny, 
I can see you laughing. It's Calvin who can see you. I can see you. Uh, but she also went to back school. Oh, David Rose. Okay. David Rose. <laughs> yeah. Hallelujah. <laughs> is that Samantha? Okay, all right. I was wondering for a second, who is that? Okay, so we're looking at the duties and responsibilities of this church movement, this house-to-house movement that we are. Is that Kimian? Kimian. Is that Kimian? It's not. Kimian. Hi, how are you? Wow, it's good to see you on a Tuesday night. Do you normally come? She normally comes on Tuesday evenings. Okay, beautiful, yeah. No, she told me on Sunday she wants to be a lady pastor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you have to understand the responsibilities and the duties of a lady pastor. <laughs> Hallelujah. Camaro yellow. <laughs> With a touch of black, isn't it? Beautiful. And so we are saying that duties and responsibilities of a cell leader, um, number one is what? What do you have? That's number one. He's what? He's in charge of only one church. In charge of only one church. Can you not be in charge of one church? Remember, one church is just two or three people. One church is not a hundred people. Because the Bible says, where two or three are gathered in my name. So a church really is two or three. Can you not be a pastor of two or three people? How many believe that you can be a pastor of two or three people? Yeah. I don't think it's it's that difficult. By the grace of God and with the help of God, we can pastor two or three people. So that is what a cell leader, his responsibility and his duty uh, is. Number two is what? The leader must have a daily quiet time. It speaks for itself. It's a time you have to be quiet about. You are quiet. It's a time of being quiet. It's a quiet moment. It's a very sober moment. It's a very devotional, sacred moment between you and your God. Read the Bible. Read the Bible. It's very important. I mentioned that the relationship is, and that's why we do counseling. Marriages don't work because people don't apply the counseling. Yeah. Relationships don't work because people don't apply the word of God. Of course, there's no counseling about relationships. Okay, this is my brother, this is my sister. There's no counseling about that. But the Bible is what determines. The Bible, if you don't understand yet, the Bible is the book that determines the platform, it determines the basis of all everything. I like there's a Presbyterian church song. You know, I, I, I was born a Presbyterian. Just as somebody's born Hindu, I was born a Presbyterian. <laughs> as somebody was born Catholic, I was born a Presbyterian. My mother, my father, staunch Presbyterians. My father was a choir director. He was a choir master. He was in the one who featured the writing the choir like that. Yeah, my father was like that. My mother was women's fellowship. She became 
the national, the regional president. I mean, the, let's say Region 4. The Region 4 Women's Fellowship Presbyterian Church. She was one time a president. Yeah, yeah, no, staunch Presbyterians, crap. No, 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 Ben, no, Kev. Straight, direct, direct. <laughs> and they have a song. The song says us. I'm just going to try and translate it in my head and say it in English, right? Because it's in Chi. It's in Chi. It says that everything I see. Everything I do, it is necessary that I ask whether Jesus is happy with it. Yeah. Now, you have to understand that when we were growing up, right, when we were growing up, um, we did not respect the Presbyterian churches. If you see, Prophet was in one of the, he was in the Presbyterian church, in the Cherry Point, somewhere in the north. The pastor, Cherry Pony, right? The Healing Jesus Pastors Conference. And he was talking about he was in the Presbyterian church. And there are, pres- there are Presbyterian churches here. If you've noticed them, there are Presbyterian churches around. When we were growing up, as much as we were forced, obligated to go to church with our parents, when we became Christians, right? When we became Christians, we did not respect those churches. The Anglican, the Presbyterian, the Catholic, and those Methodists. They were like cold churches. Because when we go to our churches, we clap with hand, and we shout, and we sing, and we dance. Whereas when they go to the Presbyterian church, they open a book, and then they sing songs. I say be Aramecano, Adibi, Arameye. Okay, second stanza. Adam. You were just born the other day. But when I got saved, I still used to go one, 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 one time. Then when we start singing the songs, then you see and you read and you understand the, the, the words, the lyrics. The words that you are singing, they are very, very serious words. Because in the church that we didn't respect the people, the, the composer of the songs were Charles Wesley and John Wesley and these people, yeah, the Methodist songs, hymnals, and things like that. I, I went to a Baptist school, Sadler Baptist College, which was changed to Kumasi Academy. It was, it was church, Sunday morning church. White top, white pants, white shoe. Every Sunday morning. That is why you will never understand somebody from Africa. You can never understand. <laughs> you cannot. It's a, it's, it's a completely different thing. Because when you go to secondary school, secondary school form one to upper six, 
It's church service every Sunday morning. And you must go. You must go. If you don't go, you'll be in trouble. So for seven years of your training, God and church is part of it. Even if you go, you know, of course, we're in school and you still do foolish things. But there's some, there's some seed. Which is very, which is impossible here. It is, God is not part of your training. So you see that when you come to the church, there's so much you have to learn. Of. So when you don't have your quiet time, you don't read your Bible, you, you'll be so handicapped. Matthew 5, 16. Let your life so shine before me that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. I learned it at grade 6. The university, my, my primary school was close to a university. University of Science and Technology. The university students who were Christians will, will always come in grade 6. We were, we were kept in school for common and transic. So it was a boarding school. Even primary school was boarding school. <laughs> and the university students will come on a Sunday and come and have Bible study with us. That is what I learned Matthew chapter 5 verse 16. 1980. 1980, yeah. Where were you? Yeah, you big man. Where were you in 1980? Ah, that's when I learned Matthew chapter 5, verse 60. <laughs> huh? That's when I learned this scripture. I, I, I won't say I was born again. I was just a, a little boy in school. Some nice Christians came around like some mother, auntie, uncle kind of thing. They really liked us. Now, that's how I talk about those things, Gary. They really like us. At a point, we used to even go and visit them at the university. Those were the moments where they used to feed them free. Mary, they used to feed them free. So when we go, they take us to, when they are going for lunch, they take us with them for lunch. And then when they serve them, they ask the people to serve us too. We always wanted to visit them. When, anytime they say, come, you are very excited because you know you get lunch to eat. Yeah. Because your, your serious formative years are form one to form five. And when God is not inside, I beg you. I beg you. I beg you. And that's what we don't have here. Do you see that? Unless there's somebody like me who has had a lot of church in me, even though I get born again, there's still some things that I can recollect from church because they are seeds. And you are learning now, basics now. I mean, I don't know if you understand what I'm talking about. Are you sure you understand what I'm talking about? So there's a lot to catch up when you become a Christian that you can't say you will not read your Bible. When you say that, Charlie, you will not, you will not, you will not, you will not do well. And so the Bible is what determines our relationship. Are you there? The Bible is what determines our relationship. It means that when we are relating, how we should relate is in the Bible. So I can't say, oh, I'm going to relate how I want. No, 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 no. It's the Bible. I can't say that as a Christian, if I work at a place, I can just do anything. I can just behave how I feel. No, you have to behave at the place according to what the Bible says you must, you must behave. Do you understand what I'm trying to say? It's the Bible that determines what we do. So, so when you say things about people, wrong things about people, when you gossip about people, when you talk names, it's not in the Bible. 
Don't you're a cell leader. You don't pray for the people who are under you. You don't visit them. You don't treat them nice. It, it, that's, it, that, that is not coming from the Bible. And you realize that most of the time, we do things that is not from the Bible, and then we look different. And then people say different things about the church. People say different things about the, mem- the members of the church and the leaders of the church because we have chosen to live our lives outside what the Bible determines because we don't even know how we should live our lives. So, quiet time. It may sound so simple. It may sound very common. It may sound very knowing. But it is so, so, so important and, and critical and crucial that you read your Bible and learn from them. 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 This morning I read that, you know, David was 30 years when he began to reign at Hebron. Which means that the guy who... Hey, is that Phyllis? Which means that the guy who Saul was following and trying to kill was only a 20-something-year-old boy. <laughs> I don't know if you, if you understand what I'm saying. Karen, a whole king, the guy that he was following, was some 20, some 21, 22-year-old boy, boy. And the whole king took a whole army and was chasing the guy through the wilderness. Who, who takes a 20-year-old boy for serious when you're a king? So when you read the Bible, you learn a lot of things. You learn a lot of things. He was 30 years old when he started, uh, he started be, be reigning at Hebron, being the king of Judah. Because he was the king of Judah first before he became the king of Jerusalem. That's all of them together. Israel, all of them together. As one, one country. He was 30 years. It means that at least it took him about 10 years before he got there, at least. That's why he told So, why are you following a dog? A dog like me? Why are you following a dog like me? <laughs> because I'm too little. I'm, I'm just a little boy. It means that he was likely to have been anointed when he was a teenager. When he was a teenager. And so, as you read these things, it gives you information. It helps you understand the Bible. It helps you understand God. It helps you understand the Christian life. So please, you cannot miss your Bible anytime. Don't, don't be somebody who does not read his or her Bible. You should really force and be a Bible, a fit Bible reader. How many of you read the Bible this morning? Yeah, just a few people. No, you can't behave like that. You can't do that at all. It, it just deprives you of a certain strength in living your life as a Christian. So, not even a cell leader. This is even a Christian. You must read your Bible. You must read your Bible. Number three. We say that what? The leader must what? Pray. It's at least one word. Or it's two words. The leader must pray at least one hour every day. One hour is so it comes so fast. 
if you are somebody who prays, you see that one hour comes so fast. Just now one hour will come. When you hear one hour, you think it's a lot. No, if you sit down to pray for one hour, you'll be very surprised. Where, just now you see that it will be 6.15. If you have catch yourself, it's 6.34. Then you have just about 20 minutes to finish. And it's seven, it finish. If you have time, you realize that you can do two hours, you can do three hours. So one hour is, is if you really are somebody, who, you are somebody who prays, you see that one hour is nothing. It's nothing at all. At least you must pray for one hour. Number four, tonight, I'll give you four, I'll give you five, and then we will close. Number four, he must deepen his knowledge about the concept of sales. Or he must deepen his knowledge about the concept of the church in your house. He must deepen his knowledge about the concept of church in your house. Deepen his knowledge about the concept of the church in the house. Deepen your knowledge about the concept of the church house. Acts chapter 17. How many of you will say that the role you play in life or in a church, you have books around it? How many of you say that? Oh, I don't think it's true. What is it? You have books. Macarius. No. That's why I say it's not true. Do you understand what I'm saying? You don't understand? Okay, all right. I, 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 after 16 years, I still do not understand, but I think people don't understand, so it's okay. A good teacher is a patient one. Slate, are you following? Where's your... Are you making notes? Are you taking notes on your phone? You didn't, you didn't text me today, man. What's going on? You just text me one day and, 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 you, and that's it? That text me every day, man. Huh? Every day God texts me and says, hey, Bishop, how are you doing? You eat? You all right? <laughs> Have you eaten? <laughs> all right. So, I think when I went there, I felt the girls made me understand that indeed. Maybe you don't, you don't understand. So, I'll say it again. I'm saying that how many of you have books about the role you play in church or in life? So, for example, if you're a wife, you must have books on cooking. Ah! <laughs> Uh, good teacher, right? Thank you very much. I receive it. <laughs> if you are married, Epson, you don't have one book on cooking. You are joking. So, so that's what I'm talking about. The, cell, the leader must deepen his knowledge about the concept of church in your house. So, for example... Macarius is not the book I'm talking about. I'm talking about ushering. How many books do you have on ushering? And even church protocol. Since you carry me here and there, what books do you have around it? Because that is more important than Macarius. 
How many songs does Showboy have on praise and worship? How many books does Andre has on media, church media and church lighting and church sound? So we have good sound engineering. Part one, part two, part three. Upgrade. Uh, uh, what? Uh, 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 second edition. Sound engineering, second edition. Third edition. The Bible says, have you seen a man diligent in his business? Have you seen a man diligent in his business? Have you seen a man diligent in his business? The Bible says he will stand before great men. Your wife, a pastor's wife. How many books about a pastor's wife do you have and you read? That's what, that's what I'm talking about. That's how we say some things, you are, you, you are surprised. That's how we say some things, you, you disagree. That's how we say some things, your face changes. That's how we say some things, you say, well, this thing, I've never heard it before. Because you don't deepen your knowledge about who you are. Children's ministry. Books. Books. Seest thou a man diligent in his business? And the diligence in business comes by the amount of information you gather around your role. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If you're a pastor, okay, if you're a pastor, then Macarius is one of the things. If you're an overseer, Macarius at least should be in, in, your, in your library. I, I, I don't even have a shelf enough for my books. I don't have shelf enough for my books. And it's, just, it's not just one topic. It's diverse. Diverse. Are you, are, you, are you following? Sati, are you following what I'm saying? You, are you following? You understand what I'm saying? Huh? Sam, do you understand? Your husband just came in. What? Yeah, watching somewhere. He's a mysterious man. What? You're smiling. Ah. Tonight is your night. <laughs> yeah? Deepen your knowledge about what you do. Dancing. How many books here do you have on dancing? You only watch YouTube. You only first love. That is why we are not, we will not stand before kings. The people who come up with the things that you copy, they, they surround themselves with things. Yes. Being a personal assistant of the, of the, of the pastor. I have to look for books. Uh, gee, there, there are plenty books. Plenty books. Moderating services. Ah, assistant pastor. Books. Assistant pastor. Uh, uh, official driver. 
That's a person who put me in, in his car and put other people in a car too. I'm not, put, I'm not going in this car anymore. <laughs> but that's why he came to pick me and Cherry was inside. So Cherry got out and I got inside. It can't be a diplomatic vehicle for me. <laughs> Do you see anybody going into the, the car that the yellow offering bags go inside? You see anybody going inside? When it comes around here, it's, it's, it's dedicated protocol. Chief of protocol. <sighs> but you see, because you don't deepen your knowledge about what the role you are playing, <laughs> it, 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 makes, it, makes, it makes it so bad in some that even if I say something, you think that I don't like you. I'm hard. But it is your lack of knowledge. It, it becomes a problem. That's why people write books. That's why God gives people wisdom and knowledge to write books. So you see a pastor will write about church work. Will write about visitation. Will write about a pastor's wife. Will write about prayer. The, 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 all the books are all topics surrounding what you need to deepen your knowledge about. Women in ministry. Because for you, Lipas and Mary, the Macaris and all of that is just is, is by default. But what you need to understand is what do I do as a woman in ministry? That is, that is a book you need. <laughs> Not Macarius only. A woman in a woman in ministry. A woman in ministry. Are you not a woman in ministry? Yes, do you know everything about women in ministry? So do you have books? How many books do you have? <laughs> and so the leader of the church in the house, his one of his duties is to deepen his knowledge. Because you see, you can easily be having Saturday meeting, Saturday meeting, and you think that you're having a meeting, but you are actually not doing anything. <laughs> You see that they will not be working. It's two all the time. Every Saturday, two. Every Saturday, three. When you get three, it's like wow, it's working. But maybe you can get two hundred in the house. Maybe because you lack the knowledge. John Wesley's mother, I hear she used to have Bible study Sunday afternoons in her house. John Wesley is a founder of the Methodist Church, the Wesleyan Church. The woman's pastor had a problem with her. Because the Bible study grew to become 200 people in the house. Sunday afternoon, a housewife starts a Bible study in her house. And then Sunday afternoon, and then the Bible study group grows to about 200 people. The pastor of the office, church came to say, no, you can't, have do, you can't do that. <laughs> yeah, you can't do that. I mean, how? Okay, your church is even bigger than the church that I pastor. <laughs> I have to come and see you. <laughs> but she was probably doing something right. That was working for her. That was something about her. And people and ministry. That was working for her. So, if you don't deepen your knowledge about what you are doing. And, and you, you see, <laughs> your, your mind must be broad. Your mind must be Okay, I don't see it. Your mind must be brought. 
I went to a place to preach. And if, even because the place is our own church, right? I went to preach. I had a flu. I had to take paracetamol after every session. The people were feeling sad for me. Break time, when I go to the little room they gave me, I see vitamin C, I see ginger drink, this, that, that. As I'm preaching my, my, my kerchief, I'm blowing my nose, tissue. Oh! I finished preaching, I came back home. They didn't give me any honorarium. You know honorarium? No, they didn't, they didn't give me any offering. Let me just say offering. I was like, hey, I could have died, though. <laughs> I mean, it's basic. At least, you see that as I'm preaching, I'm teaching, I'm preaching, I'm preaching. And I'm, I've traveled. My nose, I mean, night, morning. Hey, I, well, I left. There was nothing like, oh. God bless you. This is a small offering to we, we so appreciate that you are even not so well and you are still preaching. Nothing like that. I realize that you know what? People are very shallow about inviting a man of God to come and preach. You, you don't even understand what it is. And so even when you go to Daggett Moses book about ministry ethics, everything is spelled in there. Yeah. Now when you invite somebody, some people there. You know Archbishop Duncan Williams? <laughs> when we heard it, we thought it was too much. When you invite him, he gives you his terms. Yeah. Because we have learned from even Prophet, somebody invited him and put him in some underground room with no windows. Yeah. No, pe- people, people don't know a lot of things, though. He says, now and then he has to come and open the door and come and breathe. You go back quiet in the bunker. <laughs> yeah. He invites a man of God. You don't even know where to put him. He said he was in an underground house. He had to come out and, and breathe. Because people say, oh, I won't invite you. There's a guy, there's a guy, that I think it was Bob's I was telling the other day. There's a guy who uh, was organizing a youth conference a few years ago. And he, and he messaged me on, on Facebook asking me how he can invite that girl Mills to his youth conference. About five, six years ago. So I said, oh, I mean, that girl Mills is a very busy man, but I'm his son, I'm here. So he can invite me. I said, oh, no, I want that girl Mills. I said, well, I, I can give you the address you can try. That girl Mills has not come to his youth conference up to today. <laughs> five, six years later. Because in his mind, he thinks that it is so simple. Archbishop Duncan Mills, I hear that if you, if you invite him, the first thing is the hotel must be five star. <laughs> yes! Yes! Not three star. I'm sure some of you don't even know what star these stars are. But it's okay. There are hotels that are high level. I think Marriott is three star. Are Marriott is a three star? One star. <laughs> oh, praise. <laughs> I think you can do it as but could easily be three. Not five, it could be three. Huh? New Pegasus? If not finish. Even if you finish, you become like three or four. 
<laughs> we don't have five-star hotel here in Ghana. Yeah, no, you have to go to New York, London, Paris. These are the places with you know Hilton Hotel. These are the places with five-star. It means that it means that when you enter the hotel from beginning to the end, you are like a diplomat. Yeah. We should check it and let's see. Married to tell Guyana what star it is. Four. Four? No, no, it's not a review, so. It's rated three. Oh, it's a four star. Okay. They say four star. Okay. It, it is hyper. With that beach over there, with the, the Jandu flags is Foster. Blackwater Foster. Who, who rated them? Is it, is it 2022 rating? That's, yeah, that's what makes it. It was five. <laughs> but it's four, which is not bad at all. Yeah. So a princess will be what, two? A princess will be two. A princess can be two, five star. Two, two star. Minus two. It's a three star. Yeah. Princess Ramada is three star. No, if you invited him, one of the things is a five star hotel. Yeah, yeah, no. He, no so he won't come here. If you invite you Ghana, he won't come because there's no five star hotel here. Can you believe it? <laughs> and it is some of these big men, they travel business class. It's not now that they are going to sit in some seat that somebody jamming them and somebody sleeping and he here touching them. And I, no, 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 no. So there are things around. And most of the time, people don't know about it. Ask chapter 17. A leader must deepen his knowledge about the concept of the church in the house. Now, when they had passed through Amphipolis and Apollonia, they came to Thessalonica where was a synagogue of the Jews. And Paul, as his manner was, went in unto them and three Sabbath days reasoned with them out of the scriptures. He wanted to deepen the people's knowledge about Christianity. That's our holidays. I'll bring you here. Holidays, I said, come for meeting. Because we need to deepen our knowledge about our Christian life and our Christian work. Anytime there's a meeting, there's a service, you can't miss it. Because you need the depth. You need to be deep. And what I'm saying, if you are listening to what God is telling you, you start, as a, you start making a list of books in which areas you are going to look for. That's your action point. It's not like I, I just said something and oh wow, it was a very nice statement. No. Coco should be making us as okay, I need books about this. I need books about this. And when you go home, you're going to go online, you're going to search books, you're going to try and buy, you must have a uh, what, uh, um, 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 what um, 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 Kindle. You must have Kindle and buy electronic books. Connect the, your Kindle account to your bank card, your Visa bank card, and buy books. That's how I buy books online. You buy it, you download it, it comes on your, yeah, I, my main account is on my phone, then I download it on my iPad also. So like the books that Prophet has released. 
How are you going to get them? I'm just waiting for them to come on a uh, uh, Kindle. Then I just go, tap, buy, uh, click to buy. It's not only shoes and clothes you can click to buy. It's not only phones you can click to buy. <laughs> you can also click and buy books. Yeah. I'm just waiting for it to come on Amazon so that I'll, can, I'll, just, I'll just press click and buy. Because I don't want to be left out. I don't want people to be reading Bima. I say, what's Bima? Do you know what Bima is? It's a, it's, it's, it's a clothes line. It's a type of wig. Bima, how can I say that? Books by the founder of the church. And then you have not read it. You don't even have it. No, me, I don't like that. I don't like that. So when Makaro sister came, I asked, I asked somebody, I said, somebody was coming. One of the Bible school students were coming. Was coming. I asked the one person, buy Makario sister. Let the guy carry it as hand luggage. Let him bring it to me. So I have Makario sister, even though I've not been to Ghana to buy Makario sister. Unlike those who were there when it was there and you bought it. It's all you're coming, you brought it. I have been here all the time and I still got Makario sister. I'm telling you, I'm teaching you something. You should be making notes. I'm a pastor's wife. I need books on pastor's wives. I'm a protocol officer. I'm a media person. I'm a, an assistant to the bishop. I'm a helper to the bishop. I need books. Once people are reading, the anointed in his anointing, I'm reading how to help your pastor well. <laughs> yes. Have you seen a man diligent in his business, in what he does? That's the 17. We are there, isn't it? Are you learning something? Are you sure? Yeah. Paul, as his manner was, went in unto them and, and three Sabbath days reason he reasoned three Sabbath days with them out of the scriptures opening and alleging that Christ must needs have suffered and rise again from the dead number two and that Epson please and that this Jesus whom I preach unto you. I hope tonight you'll be quick to take it off. Verse 3, sweetie. I want 3. Opening and alleging. I just want to, I want to say something, that's why I don't want you to quickly move on. Opening and alleging that Christ, even you have to read about books, projecting scriptures in the church. You have to get books about projection of scriptures. Absurd. You and Maxwell and, and, and the gang go and I am and I'm challenging you and from tonight I'm going to stay close to my phone to see who is messaging me about the book they have found. 
I watch it. I watch it. It will tell me that you are taking the preaching serious. When you find a book, let me know. You get two star. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You will not be that good at what you do if you don't deepen your knowledge about it. Steve. All is well? Beautiful. Opening and alleging that Christ must needs have suffered. That's point one. What Paul is trying to say, because people say that, or, or if, you, if you don't know, you can easily say, Jesus was beaten and all of that. So, what does, what does it do for me? Well, what, 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 what does it mean? Many people don't understand why he has to be beaten. So Paul had to explain from the scriptures that it was very important that the Christ, the Savior of the world, must needs have suffered. The, the suffering is, is part of, of, of the plan. And so he, he opened the Bible and took, instead of looking for Sabbath, Steve, he looked for the things that prove that Jesus must needs suffer. You have to understand why you must suffer. <laughs> you know, some people don't like to suffer. They say, why should I suffer? Me, I know, go suffer. There's a song that says, in Africa, say, me, I know, go suffer. I know, go beg for bread. You know the song? Why should you not suffer? Who are you? Christ must needs have suffered. Point one. And he says, and rise again from the dead. It was important for the apostle to prove to the people the resurrection. Why it was necessary and important for, for Christ to rise from the dead. And that, this Jesus I'm talking to you about, whom I preach unto you, he is the Messiah. He opened the Bible to discuss, to bring out those points. Because if you are going to talk to somebody about, about the Bible, you have to know what you are going to talk to them about. You have to have some, some evidence from the scriptures to, to prove the point. If you want to talk to somebody about salvation, you have to have scriptures. Why salvation? Why do I need salvation? And what is salvation to me? You have to be able to explain that. That's why you probably cannot get a lot of people to be saved or people can't follow you because you, the depth of your knowledge of the Bible in relation to salvation and bringing people into the kingdom, it, it's, it's little. <laughs> you see, the, the, the car that I'm, my car there, I'm glad it came with a manual. Because a lot of things I had to open the manual and read. I'm sure your car didn't come with the manual. <laughs> no, my car has a manual. And it is on my desk at home. I had to read to discover a lot of things. Even the rare, the rare wiper. I had to look for the washer, how the water comes out. 
Because there are some who turn it. No, you turn it the water comes. No, this one, I turn it, I turn the water wasn't coming out. <laughs> Up to now, I'm not even, I don't even know how the spare tie comes out. So I have to read about how the spare tie comes out. But the spare tie under the vehicle. So I have to look for what to press, what to push, what to release for the spare tie to come down. Before when I get a, a, a flat tie, I say, Charlie, can somebody help me <laughs> change my spare tie? I didn't know that my light and my wipers had an automatic mode. When it gets dark, light comes on by itself. When it's raining, I don't have to t- activate the wiper. When it's raining, the wiper wipes the screen by itself if I put it in automatic. And the indicator, I don't have to press it all the way through if I don't. I just have to touch it and I'll flick for about five times and it goes off. How to read? That's so why you look at the dashboard, plenty things. Slade man. <laughs> yeah. So you can be driving a vehicle. And most women are like that. I remember a, a lady at Hebron after church one day said, Reverend, please, can you help me with something? There's a light on my dashboard. It's been on for a while. I'm trying to get it off. I'm not able to. So I went into the vehicle to check. Only to, only to realize that it was a gas indicator that the gas was finished. <laughs> yeah. Driving a Fonseca and the gas it's empty indicator. The white man has given you a sensor that says that your gas is finishing. The person has been driving it. Ah, he said, this light is on. I don't know how it came on. I want to get it off. Please, do you know about it? When I saw it, I said, hey, you can't go back home. You have to well, you move here straight to the gas station. He said, oh, thank you very much, Reverend. Fully what I'm talking about. So you can't assume that it's, it's pride to think that you know what you're what what we know what to do, you know what you're doing. Oh, I have two people in the house, we're having Bible study every, every Saturday, and that's all. No, 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 no. Don't think like that. Don't think like that at all. It's the same thing about marriage. When you marry somebody, you think it's just oh, we love each other, that's it. No, no, no. What about when the person gets into an accident and he loses his, his, his legs? What's going to happen? You become a, a, a man-sitter, not a baby-sitter, a man-sitter. Can, can you handle it? I see, all you know is, oh, we marry. And, oh, no, you have not deep your knowledge about marriage. happens. God forbid. You can marry and then somebody you can even, somebody can even divorce you. You can marry and then they divorce you. You don't think about that. You have to dip it. So how do I bounce back? Yeah, instead of walking around feeling useless or whatever, how do I bounce back from these kind of rejections and things? 
Oh, you think it's love is sweet and nice? Oh, cakes and wedding. And, uh, 200 bridesmaids behind you. And, uh, Charlie, you have to prepare for the day of adversity too. Yes, this a day. You have to deepen your knowledge about not just the nice times, but also the not so nice times. How do I operate? Now, sometimes you can easily operate only based on nice things. Oh? Yeah. Jack, that's what I'm telling you. It's not lashing. It's only lashing. <laughs> you lashing can catch some disease. <laughs> Four. And some of them believed. You see, he was able to explain that some of them believed. And consorted with Paul and Silas and of the devout Greeks, a great multitude. And of the chief women, not a few. You see that, 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 that explanation, this exposition of the word, it brought in some heavy people. You see, if you are going to talk to people who, are, who feel they are high in society about the Bible, you have to know what you are talking about. Because some of them think that we are wasting our time in church, praying and singing. Uh, you got to go to school. You gotta get, uh, so when you meet people of a certain caliber, you need, just like Paul did here, you need to expose the scripture. He says, uh, what? Devout Greeks. <laughs> Devout Greeks. A great multitude. Very strong, devoted Greeks. He had a lot of them giving their life to Christ. And he says, of the chief women, it means there are some strong women around, some business women around, some highly educated, rich women around. Not a few of them believed, a lot of them believed. But the Jews which believe not moved with envy, took unto them certain lewd fellows of the baser sort, and gathered a company. It's always amazing how it's the baser sort who are always causing trouble. Of the baser sort. And gathered a company and set all the city in an uproar. Give me a little translation. I don't think many people understand what I'm reading. The base assault. But some of the Jews were jealous. So they gathered some troublemakers from the marketplace. From Starbrook Market. (laughs) To form a mob and start a riot. They attacked the home of Jason. Searching for Paul and Silas so they could drag them out to the crowd. What was this for? Somebody has come, he's reading the Bible, he's exposing the Bible. People have believed. A lot of people have given their life to Christ. Then somebody goes to take some good-for-nothing guys to come and cause trouble. You see, people who cause trouble, they are good-for-nothing people. (laughs) Six. Not finding them there, they dragged out Jason and some of the other believers instead and took them before the city council. Paul and Silas have caused trouble all over the world. They shouted, and now they are here disturbing our city too. And Jason has welcomed them into his home 
they are all guilty of treason against Caesar for they profess allegiance to another king named Jesus Christ. Verse 16. 16. While Paul was waiting for them in Athens, he was deeply troubled by all the idols he saw everywhere in the city. He went to the synagogue to reason with the Jews and the the God-fearing Gentiles. And he spoke daily in the public square to all who happened to be there. He also had a debate with some of the Epicurean and Stoich philosophers. (laughs) When he told them about Jesus and his resurrection, they said, what's this babbler trying to say with these strange ideas he's picked up? Others said, he seems to be preaching about some foreign gods. Then they took him to the high council of the city. Come and tell us about this new teaching, they said. You are saying some, you are saying some rather strange things, and we want to know what it's all about. Let me go to what I want to say quickly before my time runs, runs out. Where are we? Acts chapter 17. Ah. Verse 10. That very night, the believers sent Paul and Silas to Berea. When they arrived there, again, they went to the Jewish synagogue. Paul, he used to go to the synagogue part. <laughs> Verse 11. And the people of Berea were more open-minded than those in Thessalonica. And they listened eagerly to Paul's message. The Bible says that they searched the scriptures day after day to see if Paul and Silas were teaching the truth. The men of the people of Berea, King James, please, they were people who deepen their knowledge about the things they were hearing. It is that group of people who do well, you know. I bet you, if you are a student, all of you who go to school here, I, I don't even have to know to prophesy. I don't even have to know to say. Many students 
after school, that's the end of their exercise book until the next day. Caesar. That's, what's up. that's what a lot of people don't do well in school. Right after school, it's like bye-bye to books. See you tomorrow. Or till we meet again. Next morning, some of them even forget to take your book. It was a very good teacher. Some people don't bring their books to school when you are teaching your subject. They forget. The best students are the ones who, when they go home, they have a little bit of leisure time, eat, play, and they are back on their books, reading, deepening their knowledge about what they were taught in school that day. Adam, those are the ones who excel in school. You're wrong. It's not magical. Those who get uh, 16 ones, 14 ones, it's not magical. There are people who deepen their knowledge about the things they are being taught. They were not created superhuman. But you and I and other people, when you finish school, basketball. Right in the school, we are playing basketball. Football. You come home, your face sweaty. Book, mark, shy in the corner. Next, and then you're your games, you're your phone. Tick, 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 Those who do well are those who deepen their knowledge. You see, because when you are taught x squared plus y squared is equal to <laughs> tell it, when you go home, when you eat chow mein, you have to sit down and say, what, did Seth, what was Seth talking about again? Because I, I, I couldn't understand it. But because you didn't understand it, you are even not motivated to even go back to it. Now when it's exam time, they are looking for, uh, uh, you become, your neck becomes like a giraffe neck. You are stretching your neck to see what somebody is writing. Yeah. My son was telling me how exams, uh, uh, somebody went to the washroom at exam time to go and look for the answers and write it on, on the person's money. He came back with the money in his pocket. And as he was writing, he's taking out the money and, and watching and writing. <laughs> you are stupid. <laughs> how long can you do this for? Term one, term two, term three. How long are you going to do this for? Because people don't want to deepen their knowledge about things. And so they end up cheating. They end up not doing well. You try what I'm talking about and see if you not do well. It's after you are taught. When you go home, you spend time and go over the notes before you sleep. There are a few people who don't need to open their notes. Whilst the teacher teaches, they understand it. It's just like preaching. There are a few people who understand what I'm saying. You don't have to. If you ask, oh, what did preacher preach about? They will, they will say. But many people, you have to go and listen to the message again. And that's what you don't, also don't do. Deepen your knowledge about your area. Evangelism. Mobilizing people to church. Go Google. What are the books that talk about? 
That's why the pastor that, I think it was Pastor Gerald who made the pastor when we were mobilizing for a conference. He, when his church, somebody came to destroy his church, he went on, uh, online looking for books and authors and people who have written about church breakdown and split and all of that. That's when he discovered Dagi Wat Mills. Church breakages specialist. He'll give you crazy glue to fix your church when it breaks. <laughs> yeah. That's how we are doing church work. That's how we are serving God. And certain things are not working for us because the knowledge is not being deepened. Are we, going to, are we going to do better? Are we, are we going to try something? Can, can, we, can we do something better? Can we do that? Can we, can we? <laughs> Jack? Can we learn more? Can we deepen our knowledge? Because sometimes we have to go through a lot of pain and hardship before we say, you know what? I wish I had. I wish, I wish I had. Those statements are always late. When you see those statements, it means you, 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 didn't, you didn't do things the right time. Deepen your knowledge about being a leader of a church in the house. Because the, the meeting will not be successful if you don't deepen your knowledge about how. What do I do? How do I do it? What does it take? What does it mean? Is that CBR? See me after church. Yeah? Yeah? Okay. Wow. Who is with me tonight? That is the reason why we have not succeeded in a lot of areas. The depth. Very shallow. We love it. We are excited. We are enthusiastic. But the knowledge is not there. When the knowledge is not there, you see that you will not do well. Ushering. Arranging chairs. Arranging chairs. How do I arrange chairs? You think arranging chairs is so simple? <laughs> Until you start arranging chairs. This, this chairs is not a lot to. Let's start arranging 800. I saw somebody's chairs. Now they are close. Calvin, now they are like that. I saw the church. I said, I say, hey, people are back hugging up and kissing up. Yeah. Yeah, that means Corona, chase Corona out of the church. Yeah. Of course, we, we, we have to take our time before we, we, we come together. <laughs> but the space is too much. <laughs> We can put in so many chairs here, then it can look a little funny. So we're good for now. Corona should have stayed a little longer so that we are okay. And so Corona goes there, you see that, Charlie? There's a lot of work to be done. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Adam, are you there? Yeah. Deepen your knowledge. We can have two keyboards on stage. Isn't it, Jojo? Yeah, why not? We can. We can have two keyboards on stage. There are a lot of churches with two keyboards. One plays one 
particular tune, other place, another particular tune. Called, huh? It's possible. Adam. Yeah. Deep in your knowledge. So if you're going to be a leader of a small group, you need to do that. One thing I learned in closing, I have a book. The title is How to Lead Small Group Bible Study. Yeah, it's in my library. How to Lead Small Group Bible Study. One of the things I remember I can never forget is when I read a book, the author said, never when people share their opinion about a scripture, you're doing Bible study, when they speak, you say, okay, John 3, 16, what do you think about it? The author said, never tell anybody in a Bible study group that what they say they are wrong. Up to today, I've not forgotten. If I don't remember anything from that book. He said, you don't conduct a Bible study and tell people they are wrong. Tell people, my blood is nice. Yeah. <laughs> Anointed blood. <laughs> yeah. Because if you want to encourage, small group Bible study means that you want people to be, to be, to be engaging. Do you have any question? you have any ticket? Interaction. And you can't, you can't facilitate interaction when somebody speaks and you make them feel bad. And in public, whether there are three, four, five, or six people, you can make people feel stupid. You can make people feel inadequate by how you operate. So if you're going to facilitate a small group Bible study where there'll be a lot of discussion, a lot of ideas, and then finally you probably just finalize the point with what really is coming out. You have to allow people to freely express their foolish ideas, as it were. And then it, how to lead small Bible group study. Because in those days, I was a Bible, I was a Bible study teacher. Before the service, like how when we come after prayer, is Bible study. So the pulpit is down. I am the one. There's a verse. We read it. And then we are, everybody's you know, saying, and I conduct it. I saw the book and I said, ah, I like this book. It was about what I was doing. I learned it. Oh, you see? Is that Epson? Man! Man, <laughs> how to lead small group Bible study? You need this to, as, as, a, as a, a church in a house leader. You need it. It's, a, it's, it's not even big. It's a small book. Don't you want to know how to lead a small group Bible study? Because you think you know how to lead a small group Bible study. <laughs> Oh, no, you, you believe it, pa. You believe it in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. You believe it, pa. You are an expert Bible study a teacher and leader. You, you, you believe that there's nobody like you. What are the fruits? My time is up. Stand to your feet, please. Ah.
Father, tonight, thank you for helping us. You're always helping us. We can't complain that you never thought about us and helped us. Thank you for all the points, the notes that have been made. The little, little things that have been written down and jotted down. For further research, I pray you open the minds of your people to greater things and greater knowledge that they will excel in what they do. Thank you, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. We believe you have been blessed by the powerful teaching of God's Word. For booking and more information on the ministry of Bishop Collins, please call us on 592-225-6760 or email us at shepherdhousegy at gmail.com. You can also log on to www.shepherdhouseinternational.org. God richly bless you.